Woo! Okay. Hey, everybody. We're sorry we're late. About 15 minutes late. It's vacation and holidays and all that kind of stuff going on. So everybody's kind of arrived late. And then, of course, technology is going to get the better of us, as it always does. And before you know it, we've overrun and we're late. So we apologize, but we are here. So welcome to another episode of the Kubuntu podcast. I'm Rick Timmis and joining me as usual is Ovidiu Florin. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello. I'm still preparing everything for from the show notes to have everything ready. So here, here it is. I can just show it to you. So uh, usually before the show, we keep adding stuff. Hey, this is what you wanted to show for the month before the show. And right now, I'm just getting stuff out of the show notes and preparing them because I just got home. We're so all a little bit. We are a last minute team. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. And uh, Aaron is here with us as well, mate. How are you doing? Have you been a hectic day for you as well? Uh, geez, my mic doesn't want to work on my laptop, and now I have to use an external web camera. So yeah, technology is getting the best of me. Uh. (laughs) You see, you don't you don't get this kind of trouble when you're uh, you know broadcasting on the BBC. (laughs) Oh jeez. Okay, so cool, cool, right. Well, we got messages coming in through Telegram. And we've got, uh, obviously, our IRC channel. Uh, so you can get in touch with us there, irc.freenode.net. Come and join us, hash kubuntu-podcast. Uh, if you've got some questions, you can post some stuff, information in there. And, um, oh, all kinds of things, which we'll tell you more about as we go on in the show. But first of all, let's find out what everybody's been up to, because I haven't caught up with you guys for a little while. So um, how are things with you, Aaron? What have you been up to today? I've been uh, messing around with my Nexus 7 with Ubuntu, trying to get it to work properly. And it's finally working with the new updates. So that's, I'm very happy about that. And uh, trying to update the documentation without breaking anything, which I think I failed in doing. But that will get fixed. (laughs) Cool. Well, fantastic. It sounds like you've been really busy. Really busy. Good stuff. And uh, how about you, Avidi? What have you been up to? Many, many, many things. Uh, besides usual, the usual work schedule, uh, I've participated at uh, the, the third Docker birthday party, and I was a mentor there, which I want to show you guys and tell you more about that. And, okay. Uh, uh, I've been doing some coding here and there. I fixed some bugs on something, or I re- and I reported bugs. So I've I've been trying to be active in the community. Not much success there, but I've done something. Cool, cool, excellent. Okie dokie. So um, good stuff, good stuff. All right. Well, um, I'm just going to uh, put this timestamp in here as to what it was. Okay. In today's show, 
Coming up, we've got uh, lots of news um, coming back with uh, lots of things that have happened over the last months. We've got plenty to tell you there. Um, we're also going to take you through some updates. We'll let you know what we've all been doing, and we'll go through some of those things in detail. We've got our usual in-focus section, where we'll be spending some time looking at things in a little bit more depth there. And uh, we've got plenty of feedback as well um, from uh, the community, people writing to us and telling us what's going on. So that's what's coming up in the show, so stay with us, won't you? All right. Okay, so, well, let's get into um, uh, a little bit more detail then about um, about what you've been doing, Aaron, because I can see that uh, you're up on the top here, and it says, so uh, updating uh, docs.kubuntu.org. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that, because um, this is the work that you've been doing in Sphinx with the RST stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I've been moving over work that um, Google Coden did during the December to January time frame, trying to get everything up to date on there. Okay. I think I'm about 35%, 40% done with updating everything. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so you've been keeping that up to speed. So, uh, But it sounds like you've got still got quite a lot of work to do then. Um to uh, to bring that fully up to speed and get everything. Did you get a lot of commits from the Google Code in stuff? There was a lot of grammar issues that were fixed in the installation page, particularly, and um, changes that I have missed with dead links and stuff. So that's always great to have and fixed up for for the LTS coming up end of this month. Cool, cool. I know I um a little I'm going back you know it may well have been last year now late last year perhaps around uh, heading up to Christmas but I spent some time doing some work on uh, I, I basically cloned uh, your the the RST files from GitHub so I went to your GitHub page and cloned the documentation from there and um, in my copy so my cloned copy I added some uh, docs with regard to KDE activities. But what I wasn't able to do, I, I couldn't seem to get that, get it to build correctly, to actually build into the docs. I must have been doing something wrong. Um, so that's why you haven't got a pull request from me and uh, to put that documentation back. Um, but I suppose my broader question to you is, is that the correct way? If people want to contribute or add more detail to the docs or add sections to the docs, can they do that by cloning your GitHub and then passing a pull request back to you? Would that be the right approach? They can do that. Um, I I do need to go over this weekend and update the GitHub copy versus what's on the actual server. But I was mostly directing the Google Code in to go to the wiki um, userbase.kd.org slash kubuntu and update that. And then I'll just look at the change log and update it on the server end into the uh, okay. RST files and then rebuild it. Ah, so that sounds like the, the, there's two lots of documentation going on. There's the there's the wiki, and then there's the obviously the docs.kubuntu.org, which is built from the RST. Is there a reason why those two are separate, Aaron? I uh, I did kept the wiki up there so people could a lot easier to get logged in and then make the changes, and then I'll make the changes on the server side and rebuild it on there. The wiki, cool. I feel okay. like it's much more easier just to make an account and log in and, and fix things up versus, like, learning how to use Git and everything. Cool, cool. 
All right. Um, well, I tell you what, I'm going to. Ju I'm just going to. Um, I'm leave the docs for a moment because I'm looking at the bullet points of uh, some of the other stuff that you've got going on here, and uh, I'm really interested in throwing a release party. Um, what's this throwing a release party then, Aaron? Oh, that's when um, a bunch of people in your local area, your local, as we call, local community, get together and organize a, having a party to release, to celebrate all of the hard work during the release cycle. My local had one Sunday, a barbecue style, a pre-release party, and we had the American style hot dogs and hamburgers, and and we also had some drones flying around. And, which was really a lot of fun for everybody, I think. So, wow, cool. Um, so did you have a barbecue or something like that then? If you, you were saying you had, you must have, it, it was an outdoor event in, with a barbecue and... Yeah, so. yeah. Um, let me see if this will work for me. Can people see that? Ah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, let's. Uh, that looks like a pretty good picture. Let's just see if I can put that into present to everyone. There we go. I'm put, I've got the pictures up into present to everyone now. Okay, cool. Yeah, we picked a nice spot under the trees with a grill right by the bathrooms. Um, looks like there's a lot of leaf cover coverage on the floor. There is that all all leaves on the leaves on the floor. Yeah, that, that's mostly all leaves there. Is it just me, or do you guys look kind of isolated over there? Um, we were, we were. I guess you could say we were right near the entrance, so I guess you could say we're kind of isolated. Um, I mean, we're surrounded by. Uh, I can never say those. What's the name of that thing, right? Even in, uh, can't think of it. The the structure the. Bandstand pagoda. Uh, I don't know. It's some. It's a structure that you can rent out that has a roof and it has a cement floor, everything, and then a bigger grill. We didn't pick one of those because we wanted a smaller area. And for the amount of people, I didn't. We couldn't justify $150 just to rent it for one day, versus having that little nice spot for ourselves for free. Sure. There seem to be quite a lot of people in the background there, though. Did you get um, any people kind of wandering up, wondering what Ubuntu was, or asking you about what was going on? Yeah, we had we had a few people come. Uh, the beginning, we had we tried to put the sign on the fence, and the people there told us we had to take it down. But they were, and then they asked what was Ubuntu and everything, and we explained to them what it was: an operating system and community all in one. We had a. We've gotten two new people who are Ubuntu users in the area into our Telegram group and meet up on and everything. So that's a I consider it a success. Absolutely, so do I. Sounds really, really good. Sounds really good. All right, good stuff. So, um, what about you then, Avidu? Um, what have you been up to since uh, since we caught up to you last? You didn't put anything in the bullet points here. Uh, I I know I didn't. Uh, so the cool. most important thing what that happened since last show, since the last show, the KD CERN sprint happened, and that was an awesome experience. 
uh, awesome is not even nearly enough uh, to explain what I ex what happened there and what I felt being there and meeting all those people. Uh, oh, by the way, let me just hey, hey we could learn people. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian, very much. I, I'm just sending the message about uh, uh, the podcast into Wiki to Learn channels on Telegram, so people from Wiki to Learn can hear that we are talking about Wiki to Learn. Ah, cool. Okay. So, okay, I see the spectator count is growing. Hello, new watchers. <laughs> so, uh, I was talking about what happened at the KD CERN Sprint. We were a lot of people there, like many. I, I don't know, I haven't counted, but uh, over 40. Uh, over, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, I don't know, a lot of us. Uh, yeah. But about 80% of us were Italians, which was... Okay. Uh, from my from my point of view, it was a lot of fun and very productive, uh, but not so. I don't want to uh, express that we just had fun there because we didn't just have fun there. We had fun, of course, but we did a lot of work. We worked on so many things, uh, especially Wiki to Learn guys. They've started this uh, project called uh, Target One Thousand or some, something like that. Uh, okay. Someone from Wiki to Learn is gonna scream at me anyhow because I got this wrong. So, yeah. sorry. Oh, uh, okay. So, and which me? And that's uh, Pro Project One Thousand. That's it. That's the name. Uh, uh, okay. Th that's a project where they're trying to get a thousand people involved in the Wiki to Learn project. To get them involved, that means editors, that means uh, reviewers, that means uh, maintainers. Uh, what was that word of someone who uh, makes sure that spam doesn't get, get through? Moderator. Moderators. Yeah. Thank you. Ah, yes. Well then. Well, moderators uh, and of course tech people, sysadmins, programmers, and and many many more. Oh, I'm getting karma. I'm getting karma. Thank you, Gianluca. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, we have in Telegram a bot that whenever someone does something good, uh, they get plus one for with karma. So we get a lot of karma uh, whenever somebody ah, does. Ah, right. Okay. Is that so, was that the bit where it says your name and then plus plus? So yeah, an increment. yeah that, that's that's a thing. Uh, it's I just I just got a Karma Plus because I was talking about Wiki to Learn on the Kubuntu podcast. Ah, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. really good. Uh, so, how many days uh, was that for? Then how long were you at CERN for? I got there Sunday night. So actually, actually, it was Monday morning. It was uh, half an hour past midnight. Whoa, okay. uh, I got there exactly a few minutes before the re hotel reception closed, uh, and uh, I left. Well, the leaving part was kind of ugly, so I, I checked out on Sunday uh, afternoon. 
I checked out and I waited in the canteen for the rest of the day till about 10 o'clock in the night or something. Uh, and at 10 o'clock, or no, at 11 or 12 o'clock in the night, I left from the hotel, got into public transport, got to the airport, spent the night at the airport, and took off at somewhere around 7 in the morning. Whoa. So, so what was the coolest thing that you worked on then uh, throughout the sprint? What was the, what was the, the thing that you felt added the most value, um, you guys as a group? So, uh, who part first, let's say who participated. Uh, besides the wiki to learn guys, who they were split in multiple teams uh, for different topics, and you can follow them to see what they worked on. Uh, besides that, there were the Plasma guys, there were K-Develop people, there were uh, documentation, uh, VDG, uh, visual, well, that's the visual design group, isn't it? KDE yeah. visual group. Yeah, that's the visual design group. <clears throat> and when I got there, the first thing I did, I went. I my initial plan was, hey, I want to work on the wiki, on the tech base wiki, and improve the beginner's guide. Uh, but that kind of changed uh, from the discussions we had, and I see, I saw that they wanted to alter a bit the wiki, and they wanted to change the program, the purpose and clarify the purpose of each wiki so content started moving around and so I said okay I'll just code then I since I don't want to stay in, in their way and I would be more useful coding maybe I don't know I just went in that direction so I, co okay. I started coding and I worked on kdevelop and started and made some commits and besides that, I also worked with uh, wiki to learn people. I help, especially the sysadmins and some of the developers. And I don't know. Come on, people who were there, help me! Can't you see I'm babbling? <laughs> Tell me something. What else did I do? <laughs> I do one in the sysadmins' plans. Cool, cool. Okay, so. Um, well, that I, certainly I um, I can tell that uh, I I certainly know that there was plenty of people there and it was a really good and fun event because of course whilst you were away at uh, CERN on that sprint, um, we in the Kubuntu community we had our first packaging party which we set up online and um, we arranged that with Google Hangouts and uh, which promptly we ran out of space in the Hangout almost instantly the moment we started the thing. Um, Aaron set up a mumble room for us, a mumble room chat server, um, which we had a few people join us on that, and um, and there were a few, plenty of people on IRC, and of course you joined us from that big bus at CERN, from the top of the bus with oh, a whole bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got a few messages from people and said, you were on a bus, don't forget you were on a bus. That's what Clive said too. Yeah. Uh, I like to work from the bus because well, who, who doesn't want to work from the bus? Uh, David, who was my roommate, he just uh, reminded me that I did a lot of broadcasting. So I I played around and started to learn uh, open broadcasting software so that I... We're, we have a plan to test it and maybe use it for the podcast. We'll see. Uh, so I played around a lot with it and many of the... So many events and many parts of the sprint 
were published live on YouTube, and you can still find them on some of my channel, some on uh, Kubuntu Podcast channel. So keep yeah. a, keep an eye out for that for those. Clive Joe asks. Clive says, uh, "Was the bus underground? It, it looked like it was certainly indoors. Where was the bus? Was it in the facility?" Yeah, it was. If it was inside, uh, let me. Uh, I'll try to it was find. Parked inside. Same. Well, I'll uh, well, picture and show it to you guys whenever I can. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm not going to labour this too much because I'm going to go. Where, I'm going to move. I'm going to move out of this segue now into another segue in a moment. But um, just to 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 just to go back to the the packaging party that we we put together, the Kubuntu packaging party was uh, a really good success. We ended up spending many many hours. Aha! Here's some pictures of the bus. Let me put you on to present to everyone, and you can. Uh, show some pictures of the bus whilst I uh, whilst I talk. There you are, and um, so um, so a video is going to flick through some pictures of the CERN sprint whilst I just tell you about the packaging party that we ran. Um, so we set up the packaging party. It was due to start at um, about eight o'clock on the Friday night, and it went on till about two a.m. in the morning. So it was about five hours in the end of just literally the community hanging out, chatting with people, talking to different people, chatting about different stuff. There were loads of people that turned up from all different areas uh, of uh, Kubuntu and Ubuntu, and um, we had a lot of fun. Um, but as I said earlier on, um, we found that uh, the Google Hangouts we couldn't get enough people in there. We ran out with the, the 10 limit. We hit that almost immediately, and there wasn't enough room in the mumble room. But a little bit later on, later in the evening, um, we went off and we used uh, a system called Big Blue Button. And um, Big Blue Button basically is an educational video conferencing suite um, that is provided predominantly to the education service, but you can use it um, for group meetings and um, and so on and so forth and things like that. Well, <clears throat> we were very, very fortunate as a group, the Kubuntu community, to actually be joined in the big blue button room by Fred Dixon. Now, Fred Dixon is the product manager for Big Blue Button. And so um, he wanted to know what... Uh, how, how all of a sudden the Kubuntu community had rocked up en masse onto one of his machines on the servers and there were about, I don't know, eight or nine of us in there all chatting away and poking the buttons and seeing what this thing could do. So uh, Fred must have seen the uh, the activity on the server and wondered what was going on, so came in and joined us. Well, um, the, the wonderful news was that he uh, decided that um, he would give us a big blue button server. So the Kubuntu community now has its own big blue button server where we can join many people, 10, 20, 30, 40 people um, in a video conference for a packaging party. And um, so that is where we're going to be holding our next packaging party, which will be on Friday, the 15th of April. So that's a week on Friday, not this Friday, the following. So a week on Friday. <clears throat> we're going to start again at 8 o'clock. Philip, I can never pronounce his second name, but Yoffel, so I think it's Philip Muskovac. Um, he's going to pr uh, provide us with a server that we can use to do some packaging. Uh, so we're going to set up and do some packaging, and uh, we would like to invite you, our Kubuntu podcast audience, 
to come along and join us. Now, the event is uh, being advertised on Google+, Plus, but we will provide the links to the Kubuntu Big Blue Button server along with all the other information, and you can, of course, find out more details on our website as well. Um, so a big thank you to uh, Fred Dixon and the team at Big Blue Button uh, for providing the Kubuntu community with this wonderful facility. Okie koki. All right, so let's uh, let's move on swiftly and get into the news articles because the show always overruns, doesn't it? So um, let's see what we've got first of all. Um, a video. Wicked to learn, uh, learn people are getting crazy about me mentioning them on Telegram. Are you, are they? Well, that's really good. Um, we'll put some links in the show notes actually for those people that are interested. In, uh, in going and taking a look at the activity uh, of what's going on with Wiki2Learn. It is an absolute credit, credit to, to the Wiki2Learn guys, actually, uh, the guys and girls that are involved in that community, because they're making a lot of noise. Um, I keep hearing about Wiki2Learn in different channels uh, in and around the, the free software community, and, uh, and that's what it takes to, uh, to develop a community. You simply just have to, uh, you simply have to do it. Um, you know, don't spend too much time asking on the mailing list. Don't spend too much time considering, deliberating, and discussing. Sometimes actions speak louder than words, and that's been the case with the Wiki to Learn guys, and they're just making it happen. So it's a, a real credit to them. All right. So first up, then um, we've got KDE Neon covered by Jupiter Broadcasting. This is in the news. Who posted this one? I think I did. Okay, okay. So, uh, for those that don't know, KDE Neon is a KDE project that is somewhat based on Kubuntu, and its uh, purpose is to provide latest KDE packages, or stable and unstable, for people who want to have the latest KDE. Also, for developers who want to test out some things. And the Jupyter Broadcasting team did a nice coverage about uh, KDE Neon. And uh, ours truly, uh, Jonathan Riddle, he was invited in the show. And he talked about what KDE Neon is and what KDE Neon isn't. And how it is and what it works like. So if you guys want to also check out that uh, that show, we're going to have a link in the show notes. Ah, fantastic. All right. Um, I'm going to take a look at that, actually. That uh, will be quite interesting because I know there's been a lot of work going on in uh, in the NEON project. It'll be interesting to find out more about it. Um, so <clears throat> this point here is that one that I posted, which is all to do with Caden Live, the um, the, K the KDE video ed editor, editing suite. Um, so... Basically, um, there's been a lot of sprint and development work running recently on KDE Live. And um, the development team have come together at, and uh, spent a lot of hours sprinting and working on bug fixes and improving things for this latest release, the release of KDN Live 1604. Um, and uh, I was I'm joined... I'm their article right now. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Um, I was joined recently in IRC by uh, Vip, Vipinion, um, who, that's his IRC um, chat handle, and uh, he was talking and asking about, uh, about KDN Live and explaining about it. So, up here in this article, which is linked to in the show notes, you can actually go and get the latest um, KDN Live um, PPAs, and uh, Vipinion, Vipinion was explaining that uh, it's really important 
do go and do that because there are a lot of changes that have been put into into this release KDN Live. In particular, some feature improvements, but more importantly, many, many bug fixes that aren't actually currently in the Kubuntu stroke Ubuntu official repositories. Um, we are going to be talking to the developers and the packagers to find out what we can do about that to get uh, get that updated. And um, also, I'd asked them whether the Kden Live team would come and join us on Kubuntu podcast. Um, to tell us more about Caden Live and more about the development and the community around it. And they have agreed to do that, but we haven't got a date yet. Um, so I'll let you know more about that in the future. Um, and, of course, what we will also do is, uh, at some point in a future show, we will put together a small Caden Live demonstration where we'll show you how to go about getting started with this really cool video editing tool. So that's enough from me on Caden Live. Um, so... Next up in the news is the Docker birthday party. Oh yeah. So uh, this uh, March 26th, Docker got to turn three. So Docker turned three years old. Uh, for those that don't know, Docker is an awesome project that uh, takes advantage of the Linux kernel, of some functionalities from the Linux kernel, that allows you to have something like ch root with steroids and more steroids and a bit more steroids on top of that. So, uh, okay. so it's something between a ch root and a virtual machine. Uh, I don't want to get into all the details about what Docker is. It's an awesome project that uh, many developers use and not just developers, also uh, sysadmins. Basically, it allows you to run whatever application you want in any environment that you want. So I can run, right now, I, I can start on my computer an ancient version of Firefox, and I want to run it on latest Ubuntu. Or I want to run on and test how... Uh, I have installed my the latest Ubuntu on my laptop, and I want to test how it works with uh, the LTS. So I can do that. I can just start an instance of a Docker container, and I use Docker for that. Uh, maybe Christian Baldi will want to talk more about that because we had a we had a Docker experience together at CERN. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. And what, what happened? Uh, the Docker birthday party was celebrated across the globe. Uh, we had one organized in Timisoara and one in Brasov in Romania. And that, okay. those are the ones that I know most about. About, I participated at the one in Timisoara, and I was a mentor there. Uh, I helped newcomers to learn about uh, what is Docker and how it works and when to use it and how to use it. Uh, there's a link in the show notes about the Timisoara event. If they, if anybody wants to check out, there are a lot of photos over there. Uh, maybe I'm going to show you some if I can right now. I, I'm not. Sure, if I can, I can show you only one by one. Yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to show you just a few pictures so that. Were there many people there at the party then that you attended? Can you see? Um, uh, can you see the pictures now? Yes, yes, can see them. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that's. This is basically me introducing them and showing them. There weren't very many people, but there were a few. 
you yeah, probably yeah. can't tell from the pictures. You've got a, ni a nice room now, nice room with a good wall to project on. That's pretty cool. Maybe if I go here, I can. Can I have a slideshow or something? There's Play a slideshow. There. Yeah. But the pictures are kind of uh, small. That's okay. We can see what's going on. So you must have been, you were obviously doing some sort of lecture or presentation here. Because I can yeah. see you. Uh... Yeah, that that was the introduction. Okay. And uh, there was also a contest. Whoever managed to get the the fastest uh, images uh, set up and the environment set up and do do some work on some application uh, got to participate in the global contest to win a Docker scholarship and to win some tickets to the DockerCon. So this this contest was global. Oh, cool. Sounds very so they good. Had to, they had to do a practical tutorial with... Uh, the, and whoever did it won, as you can see here, this girl won a t-shirt because she finished the tutorial. Everybody who finished the tutorial got a t-shirt. As you can see here, some of them are showing off their t-shirts. <laughs> But everybody. Oh, yeah, you see, there are more people there now. That, yeah, that's, that's everybody's there banging on their computer. Uh, some people were on Windows, some were on Linux, some were on Macs, and me and Radu, we were the mentors there, and uh, also Adina, who was the the organizer slash mentor. Uh, we were trying to handle and help everybody. But we also we also worked on the project ourselves. Excellent. Well, I'm going to have to press forward a little bit because <coughs> I want to try to keep everything on on target. And we've got quite a lot in the news here because um, <coughs> um, I've got news from news coming in from Canada. Um, so this was given to us earlier in the month, and um, this is from. Toronto, the Toronto Ubuntu Loco, and uh, the links are in the show notes to this, but I will, um, let me just see whether I can screen share this particular window with you, um, and then you can see, you uh, hopefully, hopefully it's going to do it, there we go, and then if I just put this up to present to everyone, ah, oh, brilliant, somebody's already done that, okay, so this is basically, this is the Zinial Xerus release party, it's going to take place on Thursday, the 21st of April, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern EDT, Eastern something time. I'm not very good with time. Eastern, why doesn't it say EST then, instead of EDT? Man, oh, they want why, to mess I, up with you. I just want the world to become. Can just everything just go to UTC? Then I'll know what I'm doing. That'll be great. Anyway, so um, so there's a party there. It is um, it is an you know an attend. Uh, there is endless bottomless pit of coffee, as much coffee as you like, and decorate your own homemade cupcakes. And everybody is welcome. And you can find out details all about that in our show notes. There's links to that as well. All right. Next up, it says. Movidius is using Kubuntu. Who has posted that one? I have posted that. Uh, so, uh, Movidius is the company where I work, and I just got approval to make this public. Uh, I want to show you a picture which I took 
let me get the screen sharing on. Here we go. Present to everybody, and here you go. So, Movidius is the company where I work. Uh, Movidius is, is creating a new line of processors for many purposes, and we are using Kubuntu not only for development but also for testing. So what you see here in the picture is one of our testing machines and it, it runs Jenkins on it and you can see okay. there you can see there the load and Jenkins. This is one of those uh, Linux in the wild, Kubuntu in the wild pictures <laughs> that okay, I had that to go to about uh, uh, three people and a few days of approvals just to make be able to get this picture public. Okay, we and is that that looks like a, a, a is that somebody's right monitor on the desk or is it a video? Is it is it a uh, a wall mounted screen? Uh, this was this is was a temporary TV that we had on top of a closet. Uh, right okay. now we have a bigger TV that's wall mounted and the Jenkins uh, widgets is full screen. And okay. we have that over there that uh, whenever something, some tests fail, it turns yellow. If the build fails, it turns red. And then somebody had to, has to go and fix it. And we had this prepared uh, for the picture. So I asked them, hey, make something break so that uh, we, I can take a picture of this. So I, so I can show people, hey, we're using Kubuntu here. Where do, you, where do you get that screen with the big yellow and, uh, you've got yellow and red bars? Is that part of Jenkins or...? Uh, it's a Jenkins plugin that uh, sh it allows you to track whatever jobs you want, and it just it shows you their status, and it's built especially for this, so you can put it on a big screen and show them, and whenever something crashes, people say, "Hey, something's red. Something, someone did something bad," and as you can yeah. see in the yellow part, uh, the text is bigger for those that fail, okay. so that it's obvious what failed and what happened. And, and that looks like it's running LTS 1404, is that? Uh, yes, that is 1404 because we wanted a stable version This is, since this is a testing machine. Uh, so this is the okay. machine that, it just runs Jenkins. That's, that's all it does. It just runs Jenkins. Right. But we're using Kubuntu for it and I'm very proud for that. We're also using Kubuntu on many computers and we're also using KD on more computers, but still uh, Ubuntu and Unity is the most popular. Uh, what can I do? Eh. But this is something that I wanted to show off that uh, Movidius is using Kubuntu for many things. But And of course I couldn't take pictures of the development computers because yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Of course you couldn't. No, of course you couldn't. Okay, well that's really cool, and uh, it's really great to see uh, Kubuntu being used in enterprise in the wild. So uh, that's a big thumbs up for that. Somebody needs to ding a video. In fact, let me ding a video. Another. I'm going to ding you some more karma, my friend, because that is definitely worth uh, some of that. And then I can see whether it works as well. Um, I don't think it works because we don't have the bot here. Oh, oh. which room is the bot in, then, my friend? <coughs> Almost any world. other room except the podcast channel. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, here we go. Let's see if I can give you some more plus plus. Did I get it there? Yay, there you go. A video now has three. 
All right, good. Well, you, you're on a roll with the news, my friend. You've got it all coming in. Tell, tell us now, what's this octeta bug? Um, what's this about? So, uh, guys, do you know what is, what's octeta? No idea. Nope. Rick, you're a programmer. You should know what octeta is. And you're a KD fan. You should know even more what octeta is. I don't know what any of it's called, mate. I, they, I, they keep coming up with funny names. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> oh, jeez, okay. so so, Octeta is a hexadecimal editor. It allows you to edit binary files. Oh, well, of course, and I do I, that most of the day long. Why didn't you say that? That's kind of... That's how I write all my code. <laughs> you, you use Emacs and you use Google MX Butterfly? <laughs> For those that don't get the hint, ping me and I'll show you the, the comic. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, so, so what I, uh, should I so, show you how Octeta works, just a, a picture of it? Uh, well, probably, maybe not right now. Maybe tell us, because it looks like this is to do with the speed with which the bug got fixed or something. Yeah. It looks like you were... So I posted, I start, I use, since I work on low-level stuff at work. I needed Octeta to check out some bits and see how they were handled. And I saw a bug uh, that some some things didn't work exactly as I expected. So I reported the bug, and I'm going to tell you exactly the time. Uh, at 7.49 UTC and at 16.38 UTC, I got a reply to that bug but that, that reply wasn't just a, hey, I, I realize, hey, the, this is true, the bug is uh, actually there, and so, no, I didn't, I didn't get that reply. I got the reply, a git commit that fixes the bug. So that was, so, from my calculations, almost 10 hours since the report and the bug was fixed. Almost. So that, was, that was very, very fast. To get, I reported actually two bugs in that report, and uh, just a few seconds later, I got the second message. No, actually, they're both in the same. Yeah, they're both in the same commit. No, no, different commits, but same time. Uh, so the mess, the the bugs were relatively easy to fix, but uh, it was very. I got impressed. That's why I'm mentioning this. I got impressed by the speed of which uh, the bugs got fixed. And I want to give a shout out to uh, the author of the bug fix, who is I hope I pronounce his name right, Friedrich W. H. Kostbau. Mm, so, yeah, sounds about right. <coughs> thanks a lot for the fix. I hope I'll get the new version quickly. Yeah, bugs, uh, so thumbs up to you for that bug fix, Frederick. Uh, come and join us in uh, Telegram. You can find the uh, things in the show notes and a video Whoa. will plus plus you some karma, which would be rather cool. <laughs> All right. So... Um, so next up, Katie's CERN Sprint happened. Well, we know about that. We talked all about that. Um, Google Summer of Code, ready to start. Ovidio is a mentor. You're joking. Really, are you? <laughs> yep. Uh, Ace. Cool, cool. So uh, I'm a mentor of a desktop application for Wiki2Learn. We're trying to build a desktop application so that people can have offline access to Wiki2Learn content. That desktop application is going to build, be built in QML so that it can be very easily ported to mobile and uh, other operating systems. And I'm the mentor for that application. 
we had a lot of, uh, I think, four or five uh, students applied for that. And I cannot make public yet uh, if and what decision we may have made. I cannot make that public yet. Okay, so, well, we'll find out more about that uh, next time, which is handy, actually, that we don't want to go into that in too much detail because we're now already 10 minutes over our main <laughs> In Focus section. Um, so, and the In Focus section today is uh, taking a look at some of the stuff that has been going on with Plasma 5.6 and also talking about the new Ubuntu Touch platform that Aaron's got going on the Nexus 7. Um, so first of all, I've got this little link here that says play this video and I'm wondering whether I can make this do this. Uh, see whether I can put this into, actually into um, into the hangout. Wow, this could be really interesting. I wonder if I can make it do this. Uh, there, there was used to a be YouTube application, but I don't know what they did. Right. They broke Just, it. Yeah, no, no, it's still there, still there. There, I've added the see. YouTube application to the hangout. Ah, okay, let me see if I can. Ah, there it is, cool, okay. So, and hopefully I've got the. Add clips link. here. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> wants to know which account I'm going to join into. So, excuse us, folks, while we just get lost in Google's new interfaces and technologies. I, I think I'm. I think we're ready to show it off. I don't know if uh, we can. Oh, you think you're you're ready to show it off? Well, if you've got it a video, you show it, and uh, we'll take I a look at it. I think so. I'm not sure. I can hear it, but I'm not sure if it's uh, broadcasting. Oh, hang on. Welcome to you, Hangouts. Something to remember. I'm clicking OK, and let's see what happens. Ah, yeah, OK. So, I, well, I'm getting it here, so hopefully... Um, uh, I also too. see it, but I'm not sure. So I have uh, on my right here, from my phone, I'm seeing the YouTube link, uh, which has a slight delay from what we are actually doing. And ah, I so don't see it yet. But I'm not sure exactly where we are in... The delay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, no, no, no. Play the current video. I I don't see it on the YouTube link. I don't think people can actually see it. No, it's not working. Okay, right. Um, ah, bummer. I can put it on speakers and do that. What I did with the interviews again. Should I? Yeah, okay. Why don't you do that then? See if you can set that up. Oh, was you going to say okay. something, Aaron? Uh, no, I, I just saying that I couldn't see it or hear anything either. Okay. All right. Well, look, maybe if uh, if, a, if a video goes ahead and sets that up, uh, maybe we can talk to uh, maybe we can talk to Aaron about uh, Ubuntu Touch on the Nexus Seven, and uh, because I've just sprung that on you, maybe I should just tell you guys that. Uh, I was very lucky. Um, earlier this week, I managed to uh, sanction some budget from my uh, my lovely wife, who allowed me to order the new Ubuntu tablet from BQ. Um, so I've got that on order, and I've got a Bluetooth keyboard and a mouse that have already been delivered from Amazon, and I'm just waiting now for my um, BQ Aquarius. 
M10 tablet to turn up, which has the new Ubuntu Touch Convergent mode on on it. So, um, but to give you guys a little bit of a taster of um, of what's been going on with Ubuntu Touch and the Convergent um, the Convergent tablet, Aaron is going to um, take us through and just show us a little bit about uh, what he's been doing. So, what have you got there for us, Aaron? Um, I've got to do some whiteness. Uh, uh. Oh, now I'm focused. Now if I can auto-correct myself here. Pay attention to All the right. no, not to the man in the behind the curtain. Aaron, is that that tablet that you ran sudo rm-rf slash? Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't worry. It, I'm sure it won't delete everything you said, and then it was completely guffed. Okay, so I'm running the, the newest over there update that just came out today. Uh, if I can get this. Okay. You know, is things reverse? Are things backwards? On the webcam? No, it looks good no, to no, me. We see them correct. We see them it looks correct to me. Okay, so you see the desktop mode button here? Yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. Is that a normal Unity desktop? It's Unity 8. And you see... I can't... You see how the start went... The Unity button went up to the top when it was on the ah, bottom here? Ah, yeah. And now you can move Windows around. Oh, look at that. Okay, yeah, I see. Whoa. So basically, we started with the term, the, ta the, the tablet with the terminal open, but now both of those have dropped to Windows. So we've got um, the system and the terminal in windowed mode, and then we've got the menu bar that appears on the left-hand side like you would expect on an ordinary uh, Ubuntu desktop. And is that uh, feature there, that desktop mode switching, uh, that's a feature of the OS now, is it? So it doesn't just do it automatically when a Bluetooth keyboard is connected. You can actually can, switch between. Yeah, I can do it manually. Um, I have it kind of working. I can plug it into a monitor over here. Um, I just don't know how the lighting situation will be to see it properly. But okay. See? If it pops up. Uh, it's... Flashing away. The, there it goes. Oh, wow. Yeah, there it is. Okay, lighting's a little bit bright, but it's adjusting. It's coming in. There we go. All right, that looks pretty cool. I'm using the um, the tablet. Oops. Yeah, I think my slim port adapter is kind of crappy. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I was using the um, touchpad on the tablet as an input for mouse for right now. Okay. Yeah, I think I need to order a new slim port adapter. And so this is running the OTA 10, the over-the-air update 10 that just came out in the last couple of days. It came out today. By tomorrow, okay. it should be everywhere. Right, I'm with you. And now I popped it off, and now it went back to tablet interface mode, and everything went that down. That went down back to the bottom, and all the gestures okay, yeah, yeah. back to normal. It's back through to the... Uh, yeah, it's looking. It is looking very, very good, and certainly the convergent technology that that being able to switch between the two is looking really strong. It's it's looking like they've done a good job on this. 
um, which is absolutely great. Really, really good. All right. Okay. So um, what we're going to do now is um, oh, got some music going on. Be careful with that. We don't want any copyright claims on music. If it's yeah, no, that's it. That's on, one of the to... problems I had with the broadcasting I did from the CERN. The feds will be banging on my door any minute, and I'll be arrested. No, 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 no. A fully working cool, cool. file manager. Ah, yeah, okay. Wow, that looks pretty cool, doesn't it? That, that Can looks you install Dolphin useful. on that? Um, I don't know. I would have to turn off the read-only file system that doesn't seem to work right considering what I could do earlier <laughs> and break it. But so, it do, you can run app git, so it should be... I don't know if there's an ARM build for Dolphin in the repository or not. I think there is, but you can check if you want to. Can you increase the zoom on that, make the font bigger? Um, yeah. Let me see font size. That should be good enough. Yep. Oh, that's going to be superb for me because I'm mostly blind. <laughs> Can you try app get installed Dolphin? I think it's going to tell me that I don't have. Um... Yeah. Well, it's going to be apps locked up at the moment. I think. Yeah. Well, we can do updates apparently. Yeah, you could do app update. But it it's it, it, it's Varcash app that was locked, wasn't it? Though it's the Varcash file system that was locked. Yeah, this is this is stock right now. I don't have the file system read and write. Okay. But you can see yeah, it's what, pretty cool. What we talked about <laughs> earlier, uh, when Aaron showed this to us uh, the past week. I challenged him to run the command sudo rm-rf slash. And he said, it won't do anything because it's a read-only file system. And he ran the command because he was very certain that it won't do anything. And the tablet broke. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. It was halfway functional, but it kind of broke. That was fun. That was fun. That was very brave of you, Aaron, though, to really to do that, to give that a go. And uh, watch it blow up. That was very right. stupid. <laughs> I honestly did not expect him to actually run that command. <laughs> Dan, I oh, did. magic oh. stuff. Oh, good stuff. All right, so um, well, we're going to move off of that, but thank you very much for that demo and showing us the Nexus 7 running the new Ubuntu Touch interface, which looks wonderful. Um, so, Avidyu, um, are you ready to uh, let us take a look while we're on this uh, looking at new interfaces? Let's uh, move across to the latest uh, stuff from KDE Plasma 5.6. Switch my camera. I'm just going uh, to to everyone. Okay. You're showing me to everybody? I am, yes. Oh, okay, I'm going to put the microphone near my speakers, and I'm going to do the crazy and play this YouTube video. So, you guys, shut up. The clock is ticking, so it is the time to release Plasma 5.6, which brings many improvements and features to your desktop. 
The default plasma theme, Breeze, now follows the application color scheme, allowing for a more personalized experience. K-Runner gained cleaner look and support for drag and drop. The much improved task manager in Plasma 5.6 now displays progress of tasks, such as downloading or copying files. Hovering a music or video player shows beautiful album art and media controls, so you never have to leave the application you're currently working with. Users that place a folder applet in their panel can now choose between list and icon view. Additionally, Tooltip animations have become more subtle. When adding desktop widgets, all windows get minimized and the widget explorer becomes semi-transparent during drag. Activity Manager backend was revamped, so creating and switching between activities should be noticeably faster. This release brings back the weather and media frame widget. If you enjoy using Plasma, please consider donating to KDE so we can continue to work together and make the best free software possible. Cool, cool, cool. All right. <clears throat> so, um, my first thought was uh, I really like the new media button functions when you hover over that icon for a video uh, for you know for a video player or a um, or music being able to uh, stop stop that player without actually leaving the application you're in that's nice i really like that i always like improvements to uh, the widget functionality so i can't wait for the drag and drop stuff <laughs> I like everything. I don't want to focus on just one thing. But most of all, I'm happy about the video itself. I've been jealous for such a lo long time on the GNOME people that they are doing awesome videos to promote them. And I'm super happy that finally we have awesome videos that uh, show off our software. This is true. Yeah, that is, that's a really good point, actually. Um, I think you're absolutely right. And I wonder, um, uh, is is the lady doing the voiceover? Is that one of our community, or have they? Uh, is that one of the members of the community that's done that? I don't know. I don't know actually. I haven't asked around who made this. Really interesting to find it's out. It's on the official KD channel because it is really good, isn't it? Just really, really good. Done a really good job of that. Forward. Cool. All right, so um, so I guess the question we want to ask here on Kubuntu Podcast, of course, is that uh, when are we going to see Plasma 5.6 in uh, in Kubuntu as part of the distribution? <coughs> Does anybody know? Uh, backports of 16.04. Yeah, I was going to say, I was pretty sure it's not going to be in uh, Xenial, is it? It won't be in the release, which is 21st of April. 
There's the the lock is our the feature freeze is already in effect and it's too big of a thing to push in. So it would be in backports in sixteen oh four and then in fifteen ten I think. Okay, uh, but I, well, I guess uh, once once you've gone on to sixteen oh four, though, at some point plasma five point six will come in as a standard update, will it? Um. Not hundred percent sure on that one, though. Clive okay, Joe says right. he's looking for his trout. He wants to slap someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably you, um, me. Uh, a video will take that, Clive Joe. A video, a video likes being slapped with a fish. <laughs> Come on! Is this a metaphor <laughs> for something else? <laughs> I have no idea, but I always know if there's going to be trouble, we send it to send it a video's way. <laughs> Oh, you like to get me into trouble. Uh, so cool, I'm, cool. I've asked Clive right now if he can give us some feedback about uh, five six. Okay. And I'm All right. For his reply. All right. Well, we'll we'll I tell you what we'll do. We'll move forward into this uh, next section because would you believe it, guys? We're already fifty five minutes in. Um, so uh, we're going to move back into user feedback and see what we've got going on here. Uh, so... Ooh, yeah, I, I shouldn't forget about that. I have one email left. Well, you've got more feedback, have you? Yeah, I think I have. More than okay. what I wrote in there. All right. So, um, well, let's... Um, I, I, I'll pick up on this one on, first on, here. This, this one's from Anthony Tucker. And he sent this in via the Kubuntu Podcast YouTube channel. And he says, um, I use Kubuntu Host OS and other operating systems in VirtualBox 5X. I enjoy your show and I need help configuring VirtualBox headless server in Kubuntu. So we said, uh, hi, Anthony. Sure thing. We can take a look at how to use VirtualBox from the command line to configure and start virtual machine boxes. Um, and so I said that I would put that into the show notes. Now, I didn't read that far in the show notes earlier on to realize that uh, we're supposed to do a demonstration. So um, whilst a video gives us a little bit more feedback of what's next, I'll go and read the VirtualBox man page to find out how you do that headless. <laughs> okay. So the other feedback that we had got, we got from uh, Frank. Uh, I th I, do I have... Anthony Frank, that's his full name. Is that the same guy you just talked about? No, you sound like uh, no, 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 this was Anthony Tucker. Okay, so this was Anthony Frank. So he sent us an email. Uh, I think he sent it just to me and Jonathan. Yeah, because our email is on the Kubuntu website. And uh, he wants to give us this feedback. Dear Jonathan and Ovidio, I am a web designer and happened to come across your website after looking over different Linux distros I wanted to play with. And let me say thank you. Thank you for creating an easy-to-navigate website, easy-to-download, and easy-to-read website with good documentation. I see so few of them good websites in my career. I just wanted to stop and say, job well done. Keep up the good work, and the Linux community will keep growing. Frank. Excellent stuff. Well, so, 
that that was a, a especially good feedback uh, to me and Aaron and uh, Soi. What's his what's Soi's real name again? Martin, I think. Marsan. Marsan. Marsan Sagel, maybe I think. Okay. Uh, I'm sure the people that work mostly thing. on the website on the new theme and launching it and reorganizing it. So for us, this was. This was awesome feedback, an awesome pat on the back for getting getting some good feedback. So thank you a lot. Thank thank you very much for the good feedback, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Well, cool. Yeah, thanks very much, Frank. That's really, really good. And it's fantastic to hear this kind of feedback. And we're getting more and more of this coming in, seeing comments on the mailing list and so on and so forth. So do keep letting us know if you've got things that... Uh, uh, that you particularly like or things that you dislike that you'd like us to improve or to talk about then uh, get in touch with us and uh, we'll be going through how you can communicate with us just in a little while so just jumping back to Anthony Tucker's um, question I'm just going to see whether I can present my terminal screen to you and uh, I'll show you where I started with this actually um, so Basically, if I just share this up, which is my terminal, and put you in to present to everyone. So I started off my journey here make just by bigger. doing man. Make the font make a little bit bigger? bigger. The font a bit bigger. Yeah. Hold on Control scroll. Control scroll. Ah. Control scroll. Control scroll. Now you're better better off letting me just do it the way that I do it. Um, okay. Control plus. I know it works in console because I always use it, but okay. No, well, but I don't know where. But you're talking about a key. I don't understand what that key is. Control scroll. C T R L. Control. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, control scroll on the mouse. Okay, right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, why why are we doing th something differently? Why can't we just use Control Plus, the standard plus and minus that you would do in X? You have to use no. shift with that. Let's do something different. Oh, okay. Uh, and next you'll be telling me I've got to use Emacs. Never going to do it. Never going to do oh. it. Oh, I will never use Emacs. No, I don't. Okay, let's so, not get into that flame war. No, let's not. All right, so this is the, a good place to start. So obviously um, a headless configuration is a little bit more difficult because you're going to need to use some of the other virtual box command line tools. But the place to start, which sometimes... It isn't always clear is man pages so man pages are the manual pages that are built into every Unix or Linux system and uh, and those commands are accessible using the word man so as you can see here I've got manual man page manual virtual box which brings me to this page here shows me how to start a particular virtual machine how to switch it into full screen put it into debug mode um, start and pause and start running and so on and so forth it also tells you uh, some information about the environment variables there another tool that you might want to use as well Anthony is this tool which is called a propos and if you put a propos what you'll find is you'll get anything appropriate if you like appropriate to the operating system so a propos to do with VirtualBox and you can see that it tells you their VirtualBox is a man, it's the, is a man one virtual 
takes you back to that man page there. Now, the man page to me looks a bit sparse, actually, because I think there are more commands there that you can use uh, for virtual boxes. So I'm just going to try. Uh, I'm just going to do virtual CLI and see if I can find anything there about using it. How to use VirtualBox terminal in a terminal command line? The VirtualBox <laughs> command. There's also the VBox manage command that you can use for managing ah. uh, various parts of uh, VirtualBox, but it doesn't have a man page. VBox manage. Oh, okay, okay. Headless. Or Let's it, try that does then. it have? VBox headless. I don't know the VBox yeah, yeah. headless. It says a VBox headless at the top. So man Caps one yeah. VBox headless. Try. <coughs> Let's try man. Okay, VBox headless. Here you go. So now you've got ah. Uh, oh, this looks a bit more like it. Um, start a VM. Enable VNC. Set up the VNC ports. Whoa. Um. Capture and record the screen. Okay, so basically so, there so, are there are options for everything that you have a button for. You just have to look into these man pages and see which is the right command to use for what you want to achieve. Yeah, there is. Here you go. Vbox Manage has a man page too. Um, and as a video said, yeah, you just basically got to. Oh, goes through the, the docs. The man page didn't show on my computer because the kernel modules aren't loaded right now. So. Okay. So, well, the tool I used there was a Propos VBox and a Propos VirtualBox. A Propos VBox pulls back the various um, commands that you can call there, so the various tools that you can use, and that bracket, that bracket one, tells you which of the eight man pages is relevant to this. So man one are usually the kind of application information pages uh, that tell you how to use a particular tool, um, and so it's actually a good idea to get in the habit of using the man page number that you want. So man one, and then you could say vbox DSL, a vbox find out about the, the SDA, SDL tool layer, and it tells you basically what you can do with that. Um, man, the other different man pages do different things. And you can switch pages from it if you want. Is it, is it, is it man 8 for all the um, system control, system calls, Unix system I calls? Is that man page 8? I don't remember what each page of the man is. I don't use uh, the man. Man, man, will, man, man will tell us. Here we go, yeah. So if we do, this is a real command, man, man, which is the manual page for the manual page display tool. So man, man, and it tells you there that man page, the man page section one is executable programs and shells. Man page two is about system calls, three library calls, and so on and so forth. And tells you about all the various other bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. So it was man two. Open the page calls. six. Open page six. Man, pa man page on games. Uh, really what could we do? About that. Ah, let's have a look. A propos. Let's try Chromium because Chromium. Ah, that's only the browser. A propos. Try a game. 
I'm trying one. Where's Nos? Nothing. I don't that game. Ooh. Okay. Um, oh, whoops. Patience. No, nothing. And uh, six. Okay. Patience. Anyway, well, we're off topic anyway. So, the key to this, Anthony, is that a propos and man are your friends. Those are the tools that you want. Um, obviously, you can go around on Google and search around and Googling and get all kinds of, um, you know, into, you know, how-tos and so on and so forth. But for the official documentation for packages, man is the, uh, the, fret, is the page that you want to use. Um, so, hope that helps you out. All right. Let's get back to the show notes and see what else what we got to cover. Uh, all right, so, um, well, we are, of course, now, we're just coming up on 10 minutes overrunning the show. So we've been at this for an hour and 10 minutes now, guys. So I guess we better wrap it up. Um, what, I, um, what I do want to recommend to people, though, just before we jump uh, into the outro section, is just a quick reminder for people about the Kubuntu Packaging Party which is taking place next Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, now, that's 8 p.m. British summertime, so it's going to be 7 p.m. UTC. Am I right with that, guys? Uh, I think. We hope so. We hope <laughs> so. I'm just going to... One can hope. Hang on. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it is. It will be. Yes, it will be. It will be 7 p.m. UTC, 8 p.m. British summertime. Um, and uh, you'll be able to join us. Come and find us out. Uh, come and look us up on uh, Google+. Plus. Uh, you can find out. We'll have some information on the podcast channel. We won't be using Google Hangouts. Uh, we won't be using Google Hangouts for the packaging party. We're going to be using our new big blue button web conference server. And that means that for you guys joining or wanting to be involved in the packaging party, you can do one of the kind of three or four things. Um, so you can um, come and join the Big Blue Button conference server and you can join with video and web and audio. Uh, so video and audio like this as a web video conference. You're free to come and join like that if you like. You can just join without the camera if you want to. So you can just join and treat it like a mumble room. So you could just talk and listen. Um, if you only want to listen, then you can do that too. Big Blue Button supports that. We have you a just chat and, in. in there, and you can chat with us. That's right, yeah. So um, um, you'll be basically, um, you can just join, and there's a chat window where you can get involved as well. And, of course, you can come and hang out with us all in the various IRC channels, um, and we'll give you a little bit more information about that in a little while. Um, uh, as we go through the outro section. So that is next Friday, the 15th of April. Um, follow us on Google Plus or go and take a look at kubuntu.org forward slash news for all the details. We'll have that with you. All right. Uh, so, practice. oh my God. What were you going to say, Aaron? I'm sorry. I was just reading the documentation for the new update for Ubuntu phone. I just figured out the tablet. Uh, a side, the side stage thing that you can, you have two windows open at once, and it blew my mind. Sorry, I had a mind. Blown. Oh, okay. He's geeking out and getting all tech <laughs> excited. Good stuff. All right, so 
Let me take you through the outro section. So once again, big, big, big thanks to the guys at BigBlueButton.org. Go and check those guys out and go and have a look at the tool. That's what we're going to be using with the packaging party. All right. So make sure you come and visit us at Kubuntu.org. Uh, we maintain the news on there. You can download the operating system. You can find out more about it. We've got lots of in links and information for you there. Come and join and communicate with us. Uh, we're always hanging out in IRC. You can find us on irc.freenode.net in hash Kubuntu. And if you're having any difficulties or you want any questions answered, that's our support channel too. So do give us a shout in there. Um, you can also be involved with us in Telegram. And just, I'm going to give you some more karma now, actually, a video, because I know that you uh, worked on setting up the uh, chatbot that basically links um, the uh, various Kubuntu IRC channels and, Ooh, yeah, and uh, Telegram. And it works genius, mate. I, re I forgot about those. So uh, there's a bot that I used and I've set it up on my server uh, as a service uh, that links up and synchronizes uh, IRC and uh, Telegram and we have this for all of Kubuntu of all of all of the Kubuntu channels uh, on IRC they're called channels on Telegram they're called groups and they're synchronized and now everybody anybody can join either on Telegram or on IRC or both and you can just chat and whatever you type it will be relayed onto IRC and it will be relayed to Telegram so right now I'm mostly online from Telegram and I'm always in touch to see what's happening on IRC and uh, what that has also done uh, for us is it has meant that um, you I think it's really improved things in the support channel so in hash Kubuntu where people ask questions because there are more of us more of us moving around and of course if we're out mobile or something like that we can see that people have got questions that they want to answer answered and I know that that's made an improvement there as well so uh, so thanks for that video um, and of course you can find out more about that um, via the various channels um, we haven't got any public links on here for telegram at the moment because it's kind of invite only so if you want to get involved in telegram then come and join us on IRC first of all and uh, someone there will explain how you can uh, we, utilize we that. Have, we have public links <coughs> for the support channel and uh, the off-topic channel. They have public links. But the, oh, okay. developer channel, the developer channel and the council channel, they are those are private and invite only. Okay. Right. Cool, cool. All right. So uh, uh, let's add links in the show notes so people can join them. I'll, okay, I'll take cool. Care. We'll do that. We'll add some add some links in the show notes. Um, yeah. So uh, Aaron just interrupted me briefly. There, we are getting a little bit tight for tight for time, my man. But what do you want to show off? Uh, I have no idea if this is gonna. I have my email open while listening to music. That's multitasking dream right there. And you can open mm. anything to the side. Email, I can browse a website while checking an email. Or, I don't know, I'll be looking for on GitHub for Rick's uh, pull requests while listening to some music. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get that code done then. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, good stuff. Well, um, do you know, we'll do, we'll do a session on, uh, on the uh, tablet 
on the Ubuntu Touch tablet, and perhaps once mine turns up. So maybe maybe next time uh, we'll we'll do a an in focus section and look at that in more detail. I say maybe we'll see because we're trying to get the Cadian Live guys on as well to talk about video editing. All right, let's do the social media channels while we're still uh, on that. So you can get in touch with us on Google Plus, find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Reddit, and of course on LinkedIn. And if you want to contact us here at the Kubuntu podcast team, then you can do that via irc.freenode.net on hash Kubuntu hyphen podcast. You usually find the three of us hanging around in that channel. Um, or, of course, hook up with us and follow us on Google+. Plus, or, of course, subscribe. Subscribe. You know you want to subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, where you'll find this monthly video podcast as well. Um, a big thanks. Uh, I've got to go out to Andreas Del Sarto, actually. Um, I didn't give him a mention, um, but sitting in the background, very quietly, uh, busying himself away, he'll uh, later on produce this as an audio MP3 that you will then be able to go and download from the podcast section on the website as well. So a big thanks to Andreas, who does that post-production for us. All right, so... Without further ado, it is time that I shut up. So, thank you very much for joining us this evening. It was great to uh, spend some time talking about Kubuntu again. Uh, so, I'll catch up with you next time, and hopefully I'll see you at the packaging party on Friday the 15th. My name's Rick Timmis. I'll see you soon. I'm going to hand over to a video. Hello, guys. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for giving us feedback during the live show, and... Keep in touch with us. We'll do our best to reply to every request and every question. And see you next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for the feedback. Be sure to join us on Telegram. And see you in the next one.